If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Conservative, not bitter indeed. I am your host. That's right. Oz oh, tells me to mute the TV. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd, Todd Huff Show. Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Facebook.com. Slash Todd Huff Show. For those that want to watch the program live or on demand on Facebook, so long as Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg allow that to happen. Hope you had a great weekend. Ready to hit the ground here running. We have Michigan primaries uh, tomorrow. Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden squaring off in the state of, uh, well, we've got some other primaries as well, but that's the big prize is, is Michigan. So we've got some races to get to, uh, but I want to start today. I want to start today and talk, well, I don't really want to, but I I feel like we need to. I want to talk about coronavirus. I want to talk specifically about the panic around coronavirus i actually for the first time this weekend i saw i i saw a uh, the first individual i've seen out in public with this i saw um, a surgical mask i guess is what you would refer to this as someone going to a little strip mall area i was out for i think lunch and i saw someone strolling into what appeared to be a bookstore I think that's the place he was going into with a surgical mask. I'd seen that for the first time this this uh, this weekend. And, of course, that's whatever. I mean, it's a free country. People can do this. Maybe there's a reason. I just – there's a lot of things that aren't rooted in reason happening out there. And panic seems to be one of those uh, – well, the, the overall panic. You've seen shortages of – Certain items, hand sanitizer, toilet paper. You've probably seen video or read headlines about people duking it out over these sorts of things. I mean, we've gotten to the point where we have effectively pandemonium. Of course, you've seen the markets. The markets have been all over the place, but still taking a lot of negatives because because of the state of mind. It's a mental picture. It's a mental, uh, I guess, rationale, if you want to use that word. It, it's, it's, an, it's something with the attitude. It's perspective. It's, it's baking in fear into our, not just, I mean, we got our economy, our system of life. <laughs> I just mean everything that we do, from how we 
how we shop to um, the the way that we, I don't know, stockpile goods. And I look, everybody, I'm not against having hand sanitizer or taking precautions. We're, we're past that. We're past this panic has exceeded just taking precautions over something, over something here that um, we still don't really have a grasp on. In fact, um, it's 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 all fear is what it is. Again, I nobody wants to get coronavirus, but in fairness, no one wants to get the flu virus or <clears throat> anything else as well. But we've gotten to the point where we have utter panic. In fact, I want to play here, play a soundbite from S.E. Cup. She's a host on CNN, and she starts her program. I think this was maybe Friday, maybe the weekend. I don't know. I just saw this, and I thought it was worth at least playing because there's a couple things I want to talk about from this clip. But that's how she talks about panic. This is why. She's explaining why we, I guess her viewers, we as Americans in general, are panicked about coronavirus. So I want to play this for you and talk about the power of panic. I want to talk about what's going on with this. And really, you know the old saying, was it FDR, right after after the Great Depression? He said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And that is beginning to be reality. Now, again, I'm not minimizing coronavirus as something that, again, has has killed people, especially people who are more elderly, who have underlying health conditions. In fact, there's some – I've seen numbers that suggest um, you know, elderly individuals, especially those with health conditions. This is very dangerous. But for the average person, the numbers are not what – the pan- I mean, there's nowhere near the justification for this panic. Anyway, let's listen to what S.E. Cup has to say about why we're panicked, almost defending the idea that we are having this panic over coronavirus. Cup, here's tonight's headline, panic attack. The coronavirus has unleashed a wave of panic across the country, evidenced by runs on hand sanitizer and face masks, cancellations of major events, schools, and transportation closures and quarantines in a handful of states. There are two crucial weapons in the fight to stop an outbreak, science and information. Now, I'm not a scientist. If you're also not a scientist, you're left to rely on information passed along from scientists to the government and then to the public, you and me. But that information has been slow to come, complicated, and in some cases even compromised, resulting in, well, panic. That's not because we don't have good scientists. It's mostly because we don't trust our government. Public trust in government is at historic lows, and President Trump isn't helping. He has made, according to fact-checkers, more than 14,000 false or misleading claims since his inauguration. We told you his lies would matter, even as his supporters shrugged them off as just, you know, Trump being Trump. Nowhere are the lies more consequential than during a major health crisis. To wit, the president claimed he had a hunch that the World Health Organization is wrong about the death rate from coronavirus. He has undermined the severity of the outbreak by claiming Democrats are just trying to hurt him politically. 
He has used the health crisis to advocate for his anti-immigration policy. He has contradicted his own scientists and experts in real time. During a serious visit to the CDC, he cracked a joke about his Ukraine phone call being more perfect than coronavirus tests. He riffed on TV ratings. He stoked a feud with the governor of the state at the epicenter of the U.S. outbreak. And there was this. And we've now shipped out, I think it is enough to test 75,000 people into the public health lab now. Anybody that wants a test can get a test. That's what I would just say that we. All right. All right. You get the idea. This is Trump's fault. Trump's dishonesty. Trump's dishonesty is what is fueling this. People don't trust the government because, of course, they don't trust Donald J. Trump. That is the reason and the rationale. We have great scientists. These are scientists that are telling us that we have minutes to live before climate change destroys us all. Minutes until – actually, some of them have already told us life should have ended on this planet, but they get do-overs. No big deal. Just move your date out a little bit and say – 10 years starting now, 8 years from now, 12 years, 20 years, whatever the number, it doesn't matter because there's no accountability for that. You know, even the the whole thing with, with the WHO, World Health Organization, and their mortality rate, it's just so fascinating to watch this because you'll still hear people. You'll still hear scientists talk about we don't know enough about X, Y, or Z. You know, we're we're still gathering enough data. We're trying to figure out what some of these numbers actually are. So they'll actually be saying this even now, right? I mean, it's still relatively new. I think the first the first signs of this was what sometime late in December. I mean, here we are. I mean, that's just a little over two months ago. So the idea that we have this all nailed down and exactly uh, – of course, the, the other problem, you talk about people not trusting a government. What about a government of China, government that's secretive, government that's authoritative, uh, authoritative excuse me, and, and abusive towards its people? What about that government? No, no, no. It's President Trump, President Trump that's caused people to not trust our Government. We've got great scientists, and they're passing this information to our government because the scientists have it all figured out, right? They have it all figured out, and all they all the government needs to do is to pass that information along to its citizens. And people like Trump are trying to manipulate it. That's the narrative here. What Se Cup is saying. I got another question for Se Cup. What about the media's role in this? What about the media's uh, description and and the way that it's stoking the panic. I think that there's certain, uh, certainly some responsibility here with the way that the media has been fueling this this frenzy. I also think it's undeniable that some people are trying to take political advantage of this. I think that that's absolutely without question. But you can't say that because they say, oh, how dare you? How dare you question? You question my... Uh, sincerity? You think I want people to die? I don't think that that's necessarily it. But they're okay with some negative... I mean, even with where we are now, right? There's just been... I don't have the exact number of, of deaths in this country, but it's still it's still relatively small. It's relatively small in the dozens range. 
And you have people, you have people that have already seen political con- – I mean there are political consequences which are linked to the market. Democrats know you know, that, that a, a weak stock market is a good sign, a good indicator, a good uh, – it, it's something that could cause – it could help them in their quest to win the 2020 election. Now, I'm not saying they're rooting for widespread, uh, widespread coronavirus deaths or something. It's not, it's not what I'm saying, although I'm certain that there's someone out there that is. I'm certain that there's someone out there that thinks it's worth the, the cost. I know Bill Maher, not, again, to, I'm not saying he said that about coronavirus, but he is on record in the past. I played the clip last week. He's on record in the past saying that, He's rooting for an economic recession. Now, again, I'm not recession and, and widespread coronavirus outbreak are not the same thing. But in a sense, these things uh, they're 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 not good for America. Either one. He's on record actually cheering, applauding, welcoming, begging for an economic recession because it would help help get Trump out of the White House. And as he put it. As he put it, certainly we can suck it up and deal with a an economic recession if it means that now we can save our democracy because President Trump is removed from office. I'm telling you, this is how some of these folks think. It's foreign to me in, in one sense. In another sense, I understand because, because of their desire to control the government, because in the minds of many of the radical left, government is God. This is their religion. This is their highest religious institute. Again, not every Democrat. I'm not even saying the vast majority of them. In fact, those walking down the street today that you encounter at the office in your neighborhood do not fall under this category. I'm talking about the elite, those running the show in Washington, D.C. These folks have a have a disease of the mind. These folks are, again, not all of them, but we're talking about more than I'd like to admit uh, who have this mindset who believe that they know best, the rest of us are a bunch of hayseed hicks who don't have the slightest clue about anything. They need, uh, we need them to provide direction, answers, uh, finances for to us so that we can live our lives and how would we get through this, uh, through the day without the ever, uh, the all-knowing, amazing, just wonderfully gifted political leaders amongst us. An election is coming up, and they're using whatever tool they have at their disposal to win that. As Rahm Emanuel said in the past, never let a crisis go to waste. This thing, the panic of this, is much greater overall for this country, will affect more people, will affect more people than at this phase, uh, this stage of the day, or of this particular outbreak, I should say, than the actual coronavirus itself. The fear is of a much greater magnitude than the actual health risk associated with this particular disease, based upon what we know right now. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't take care, you know, wash your hands, do all that stuff. You know, stay away from people who are sick. If you are sick, uh, sick, stay home from work. You know, cover yourself, get treated, go to the doctor, whatever. All that kind of stuff. Certainly important. But the fear of this right now is affecting a heck of a lot more people than the actual virus itself. 
It's the fear generated from this, the psychological results of something like this. And the media is complicit in this to a degree, maybe to a large degree. Certainly government is as, as well. There's no, there's no question. But I don't know about you, but I didn't stop trusting my government when Donald Trump was elected. I didn't trust my government long before Donald Trump ever assumed the White House and stole it from Hillary Clinton by colluding with Russian agents to trick people into voting for him using Pokemon Go ads, Facebook ads, Twitter ads. Anyway, anyway, Oz has told me here twice it is time to take a break. She is correct, and I've got to do that. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Fear. Fear is a powerful, powerful emotion. Fear is something that drives people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. Fear is something that has that can take a grip, complete grip on a person. Complete grip. And it's as I played last segment, this this soundbite, there's a lot more to it. I, fa- I um, posted the whole clip on our Facebook page. Should you want to listen to all five minutes or so of S.E. Cup, and she also played a clip of Governor Andrew Cuomo telling us the important <laughs> – it's just amazing to me. You have people who are truly professional deceivers. These folks are engaged in a daily basis on trying to – deceive you into believing their silly worldview the way that the world operates through the minds of through the mind of a radical leftist right to where they are better than you you are unworthy of them um, there is in many cases no god they of course are god and the government of of course is their church it's where you worship at the altar of their I guess their religion. They have all the answers. We have none of the answers. We wouldn't have jobs and families and homes if it weren't for those in Washington, D.C. who structured society in such a way, messing with the intricate details so that you and I could wake up this morning and live our lives, go to work, raise our families, whatever else live those golden years out in retirement, whatever the case may be. That is effectively what they want us, uh, that, that's the narrative that they want us to, to accept. Trump is dangerous. Of course, the liberals are never dangerous. Trump lies. Of course, liberals never, never lie. I mean, we're literally in the shadow of this stupid Hulu documentary about Hillary where Bill Clinton went on record Actually saying that the reason he had relations, relations with Monica Lewinsky, remember, I didn't have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Remember that whole shenanigan, right? We're, the, 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 that's, that's, that's not lying. That's not, it's, it's just, it's like an alternative universe. These two things are running side by side with one another, right? They're going, they're, 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 they're in the same time frame and you look and you see the most corrupt 
couple of individuals who I think have ever been in American politics. I know that's a bold statement, but I think that the Clintons take the prize for that. You have the documentary, all the stuff we know. The I mean, we got smashed cell phones, people people smashing cell phones with hammers. I mean, I know you. that's probably how you get rid of yours, right? You get to the end of your cell phone's life, and you think, honey, where's the hammer? And your your wife, your husband probably knows. They probably know why you need the hammer. Oh, your cell phone's out, right? So you need a new one. So just bash that thing to smithereens, honey. Go to town. Smash it to pieces because that's what you're supposed to do. And by the way, when you're finished, you can use bleach bit, uh, bleach bit on any of the software that may be in existence. You might need to log into iTunes and run it remotely through the iTunes platform to clear anything out of your phone that wasn't destroyed by the hammer because that's how we do things around here. I mean, it's truly remarkable. Truly remarkable how we... It's as though there's no ability from some people to just think on your own. It's as though Donald Trump is the first politician who's ever told a lie. And that all the distrust that people have in the American government is due to Donald Trump. I'm sorry, that is... Living in a fantasy world. But fear is a powerful, powerful motivation. Fear can cripple. Fear can cause us literally to lose our ability to think logically, coherently, rationally. Takes total control of an individual. And that's what that's what we're seeing here. And I'm sorry, I'm not saying. I'm not necessarily saying that there's, uh, you know, that this is all because of bad motives from certain individuals, but I'm saying that there are individuals who are gleefully rubbing their hands together, watching the re- reaction of Americans, thinking that this actually helps them in November, whether it's a consequence, you know, a kind of a side effect of the current situation or the all-out motivation. Heck, I'm on Google right now. Google.com, down here at the bottom, there's a button that says coronavirus, how we're helping. Click here. You can see what Google's doing. Google's telling us. Sundar Pichai, CEO of Google, Alphabet, the parent company of Google, has pretty long explanation here. Protecting people from misinformation. Probably, undoubtedly, if you dig into this, protecting people from what Trump is saying is what that means, as though there's no uh, misinformation in the media, there's no misinformation in the Democrat Party. It's just Donald J. Trump. That's the reason S.E. Cup is totally panicked and justifying the panic. When When really all you have to do is be rational, coherent, Think logically, take a deep breath, not be controlled by panic and fear. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people who want to capitalize on the emotions of panic and fear politically. I think this is undeniable. Take coronavirus out of it. Coronavirus, take it completely out of it. It is clear that there are politicians who thrive on this. Fear causes people to say, help, help, help me. Do something about this. And then you've got someone in government who steps up to say, we can take care of this. All I need is your vote. All I need is your support. We'll fix this problem. You can live worry-free. When I'm at the helm here, we'll fix all of your problems. Of course, they never do that. 
In fact, in many cases, they make it worse, but then they'll say the reason we didn't fix it the first time was because we didn't have enough money, we didn't have enough support from the Republican Party, we didn't have enough um, whatever the case may be. We didn't have something. It wasn't because we're inept. It wasn't because the government can't do what we're promising it can do. No, no, no. What they didn't have was enough money, enough time, the right leader, the right, who knows, the right department that was started. Just like the communists told us back in when I was in college, the reason they failed wasn't because the ideology was broken and bankrupt. No, no, no. The reason they failed was because they just didn't find the right leader. Ah, they were so close. They just didn't find that benevolent dictator. You know, that guy that lived perfectly without without any sort of sin or fault, that person. That's what they needed. That's who they needed to lead their communist dream. And by the way, this is why one of several reasons why communism will never succeed. But nonetheless, that's what they told us. And that is what people, unfortunately, oftentimes believe. Got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. I want to talk a little bit about Joe Biden, the presumptive frontrunner here in the Democratic primary. Joe Biden, who now uh, leads Bernie Sanders. I think I saw something. He's around uh, 75 delegates ahead of Bernie Sanders heading into heading into uh, this next series of primaries coming up tomorrow. So, but I want to talk about Joe Biden. I want to talk specifically, I don't know if you saw this or not. You may have seen this over the weekend. Uh, Dan Scavino tweeted out a soundbite of Joe Biden at a rally in St. St. Louis, St. Louis on Saturday. I want you to hear this, and I'm going to tell the whole story about this. But this is Biden up on stage, bumbling and fumbling his way through, at first, what appears to be uh, almost an unintentional endorsement (laughs) of President Trump. But I want to stick around and let me explain this because this isn't the full statement. I want to, in fact, this video has been, I think, flagged by Twitter or some such thing, but I'll get into that in a second. But here's what Biden said, in part, on Saturday in St. Louis. Turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for, because we cannot get reelect. We cannot win this reelection. Excuse me. We can only reelect Donald Trump. Turn this. All right. So I mean, obviously stumbling and fumbling through that. Not sure what he wants to say. However, <laughs> sorry, it still strikes me as funny. He. It still strikes me as funny. Now. Twitter flags this video saying that it is manipulated media. They have a new policy over misleading video. And so they flagged this particular tweet. Now, this is what Biden said. It just it just was cut off. Um, they cut it off because it was kind of funny. We can only reelect Donald Trump is where they dropped off that or where that video was cut off. 
Now, the full quote is this. We can only reelect Donald Trump. You know, I'm pausing here. I almost feel like in order to give you the true effect, I've got, I've got to stumble and fumble my way through this because it's not as though this was a – I mean, you heard that. That wasn't coherent to begin with. He kept starting and stopping, repeating himself, realizing he said it wrong, readjusting the way that he said it because he thought it was the better way to say it. Finally gets it right, kind of, but the way he said it seems almost backwards so that Dan Scavino or whoever pulled that video – um, you know, use it to make it sound like we can only reelect Donald Trump. Now, that is what he said, but it was followed by these words. If, in fact, we get engaged in this circle, uh, circular firing squad here. So, again, the full quote, the full quote is we can only reelect Donald Trump if, in fact, we get engaged in this circular firing squad here, talking about the Democratic uh, primary process. Now, Biden's the front uh, the front runner. So Biden, anytime <laughs> Biden doesn't want there to be a contentious process. Biden doesn't want this to get to get ugly. Biden thinks well, he's pretty comfortable now. I think he, he's in the driver's seat because even if he doesn't get enough delegates, a majority of the delegates, he's probably uh, going to have the most delegates or a good chance of that at this particular point. In which case, he knows the party's not going to choose Bernie Sanders. Heck, even if Bernie has more delegates than him going to the convention, so long as Bernie doesn't have enough to get a clear majority, which again is not likely at this point, assuming not, I mean, we, who knows? There's this got to play out. But, I mean, just on, on paper, we know the Democrat Party does not want a candidate to be representing them named Bernie Sanders. They don't want a Democratic Socialist or if you prefer it as a straight-out socialist, they don't want that. They want somebody uh, who is an establishment candidate. And even though they're left with a bunch of awful choices, they definitely don't want it to be Bernie. And so Biden knows this. So he's really up there trying to say, he's trying to say, look, we need to come together. We need to coalesce around a particular candidate that candidate by the way incidentally would be me biden would say look at that see how that worked out beautifully all you've got to do is cast your vote for me the more we fight amongst ourselves the more we make this um you know a bloodied political battle between bernie and me biden would say the more likely it is that we're going to help president trump we don't want to get engaged in a circular firing squad right which seems to be a strange analogy given the left and their desire to have no firearms whatsoever. I mean, that's Biden's going to appoint Beto to fix our gun problem. And we all know what Beto wants to do with that. Robert O'Rourke. Robert O'Rourke would say, hell yeah, I want to take away your AR-15. That's what he's on record as saying. So anyway, you've got all this this kind of rhetoric going on back and forth. Biden's just saying, look, stop Stop beating me up, man. Trump's going to do a good enough job of that come come this fall. You got, you know, we we can't be giving him a head start on this. Effectively what's what's going on here, but Twitter's pulled this. Twitter's pulled this because it's manipulated manipulated video. It just reminds me, it reminds me of things like George Zimmerman. Remember that whole that whole case when he saw Trayvon Martin walking through the neighborhood uh, with a hoodie on, he couldn't 
He couldn't tell what race he was at the time. It was a rainy, a rainy evening. I believe it was a rainy evening. He had his hood pulled up, and and the nine one one dispatcher said, "What's his? You know, what's his ethnicity? What's his race?" And the response was, "I think he's black." But when they played that, when they played that on the news, I distinctively remember this. They made it sound like Zimmerman called in and said, hey, there's some guy walking through my neighborhood. I think he's black, which is not at all how that conversation went down. But that's the effect of edited, manipulated audio in that particular case, not video, but the end result is the same. Now, when they get a dose of their own medicine, of course, look, of course, do we not know that Biden is not out there truly trying to endorse Trump. Now, whether he did it accidentally, by a slip of the tongue, I think we all know that's totally possible. Biden thinks he's running for Senate. Biden thinks his wife is his sister, right? Now, we know in real life that he doesn't really think his wife is his sister, but we it does demonstrate that this guy says things that make no sense or that are embarrassing literally on an hour-by-hour basis. So (laughs) to flag this, to flag this as manipulated media, I don't know, to me seems to ignore the fact that this is just comical political stuff. Surely, surely to heavens, if you don't know this, you shouldn't be voting, but surely to heavens you know the average voter, the low-information voter, surely they know that Biden is not out there actively trying to endorse President Trump. Who knows, though? I've got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. You know, as we get into the next hour here, I want to talk about I want to talk about how people are saying Biden is being unfairly targeted, unfairly targeted for ageism and ableism. Oh boy, good stuff. But at this rally in St. Louis, if you want to call it a rally, I can't I don't see pictures of the crowd. There might have been 64 people there for all we know. Biden is uh, has come up with a new phrase to describe himself. He's an Obiden-Bama Democrat. That's right. He's an Obiden-Bama Democrat. Listen to this description uh, of himself before his crowd of 63, 68 people, whatever it is, in St. Louis over the weekend. So, folks, you want to nominate a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat, a proud Democrat, an Obiden-Bama Democrat... Join us. Oh, Biden. Oh, Biden. Democrat. Absolutely fantastic stuff. And oh, and oh, Biden. Democrat. Now, I think that that's I hate to say this. I think that was actually an intentional phrase. I think, you know, Biden or if you prefer, oh, Biden, oh, Biden, he is trying to. Campaign. In fact, I saw somebody writing about this. Biden, what does Biden stand for? What, what What is Biden's platform? What is his true platform? His platform is I can beat Trump. 
I can beat Trump. And the reason I can beat Trump is because I served with Obama. That's really Obama, excuse me, Biden Obama's campaign strategy. I can beat Trump, and I can beat Trump because I served with Obama. Remember Obama? I was his vice presidential candidate. Remember? That's basically his campaign. Wink, wink, crowd. You know, let me say something silly up here. Let me endorse my my opponent. Twitter will take it down. Twitter will flag it. It's not just an example of another silly, stupid, slip of the tongue, whatever thing that that Biden said. It's got to be flagged. We've got to take this seriously. Because Dan Scavino apparently cut off the video before he finished his sentence, as though that's never happened to a conservative ever. You know, there's there's having fun and and you know this is all this comes with the territory of, of campaigning is when you get <laughs> you get mocked for the way that you say some things. Even even they might use it against you. Just I mean if someone really thinks that Biden is endorsing Trump, I mean they I don't want to say there should be a test for voters, so please don't misunderstand me. But just for the sake of their you know, for the sake of America, don't vote. If this is the sort of thing that really is convincing to you, don't vote. This is just fuel for the fodder. This is this is simply designed to get a chuckle. This is designed to just make us think that Biden's up there saying and doing ridiculous things. It reminds us of the really silly, ridiculous things this guy has been saying, and we can play some of those after the after the top of the hour. But now Biden's out there saying he's an Biden Obama Democrat. That's it. That's his campaign. I can beat Trump. And did you know I serve with Obama? This is kind of like Hillary's campaign in 2016. I'm with her. Oh, I love that campaign slogan. I'm with her. Why are you with her? Because she's a her. She's a her. It's time for America to have a female president. Probably written somewhere in the histories of Nostradamus in 2016. I know he said the world was ending in 2012, but we got past that. They found another, some other manuscripts, and in those, we found that Hillary Clinton in 2016 was set to be the president of the United States. It's time for a woman. I'm with her. That's the reason and the rationale to vote for Hillary back in 16. And in 2020, the reason and rationale to vote for oh, Biden, Obama is because Joe Biden served with president obama and yes he can beat trump why can he beat trump we don't know because he's not really told us he doesn't given us a platform or an agenda instead he simply says i'm the one that's most likely to beat donald j trump and i've got to take a break you're listening to conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back in just a minute All right, that's about all of the time we have for this hour, but never fear. We will continue after after the top of this hour with hour number two. If you can't catch the program on your radio dial, never fear as well. You can go to Todd, uh, toddupshow.com slash um, not overtime anymore. It's I'm sorry. Total access. Sorry, we used to call this overtime. Total access where you can find out how you can get access to hour number two of the program. But we'll continue here 
after the top of the hour. Appreciate you listening. Have a great day. SDG. See you in a minute.